How are people like us, who don't have time to burn and are willing to grow a business from our own money, choosing to follow a new vision, building relationships, knowing our business cycles, and using intentional strategy for momentum, still remaining in love with the personal process of growing a business of impact? That's a magic question, and this podcast will discuss answers. Hello, welcome to First World Boy. Really working through uh, social assets at the moment. And it's interesting when you come from an offline business, every action you're chasing immediate cash. And there's sort of this role in your bricks and mortar business uh, with the reality is because it's sort of um, in front of you. Maybe it's more tactile or... uh, physical in front of you is that you pursue the the dollar through every action and it can be a little addictive or selfish um, and at times if it's in a red ocean a zero-sum game but one of the things I'm finding with my online business is that you've got to build a lot of things um, so, so an example as I mentioned was social assets so you build these social assets to add a story, add value to the product or service that you're offering online. And the interesting thing is, is you can spend a fortune, you could blow 30 grand straight off the bat to create a social asset for your, for the year. Or you can sit down yourself and do a lot of it pretty much nowadays for free. You know, with someone, either the odd consultancy thing or an online challenge, something to motivate you and drive you forward. But the funny thing is, is as you're putting time into the social asset, especially because generally um, on one side we can hire people to help us, but its power comes from its social side, so you still have to do the work. Like there is a point in time, even if you pay someone to do everything, you've got to come in and paint your persona, your leadership style or your curating style into the social asset. So... Whether you spend money on it to have shiny bells and whistles or not, eventually it's going to come back to you. You've still got to do the work. And at, there is a lot of businesses who will just give that to that department or, or hire that contractor, but you still have to have someone uh, with a at least a sort of figurehead that is key to that social asset. And the funny thing is, is as you're building it, you still have these responsibilities, sending your emails. Hi, just to let you know, your bills are due in X amount of days. Hi, just to let you know, um, this month's bill has arrived. All of these uh, everyday responsibilities. And you find yourself in the moment going, okay, I've allocated funds for bills and budgets, but they're going to keep going. So when I do my work on my social assets, you've got to be aware of that bigger picture. And, and I must admit, the more I do, the more it's starting to unfold now of its capacity and really what it can do. And I'm only scratching the surface. And I've sort of, I've joined a network actually this month to increase the work rate through my social assets. So there's uh, a foundation there that can tie into the work that I actually get paid for. 
Now, I know when we always talk about building these social assets, everyone thinks you're going to be stuck doing it for the rest of your life. But once you develop a cycle, um, say you, you put aside 30 days and you work on that cycle and you build the assets in your social um, uh, in your social projects, so you'd have um, your podcast, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook. Um, you may have to go into LinkedIn, depending on where your audience is. Um, even a lot of you know TikToks and Snapchats. That's only if that's where your audience is. Don't try and go into everything. That's a myth. You got to where's your audience uh, today? And you could probably think for tomorrow, but I wouldn't be, um, especially if you're doing it yourself. Yeah, if you're doing it yourself, your main asset's time. If someone else is doing it for you, well, that's um, our money, you know? And so I think ultimately when you're putting all of that together, you want to be aware of uh, how it's all going to join together. Now, after this 30 days of cycling about, so you know what you can and can't do, because remember, a lot of the stuff around social is action. You know, oh, what do I do? Uh, oh, what's next? Or, or they're trying to imagine how it's going to fit into their everyday business and, and in life without becoming, you know, a pointless addiction. And, and what, what you're going to find is that only action after that first 30 days will open up those possibilities. So, you're, so in one of my groups, I've just got to a certain point and it's been good and it's um, valuable and I still have to worry about cash flow. So even though it's starting to go well, I'm still thinking, okay, I've still got to keep an eye on the game. And I've just, we just got an announcement to say, look, the ones who are keeping up the work, we're going to get together, I'm going to show you how it now ties into the bigger picture. So we're always constantly imagining, re- you know, reimagining how it fits in the macro through those micro actions. And I think with social assets, it's one of those micro actions um, that we don't always like doing. It's probably like when I talk to my daughters and they have beautiful teeth and they won't, don't feel like brushing their teeth. So yeah, I have to decide, well, is it important in the big picture? So do I spend the time training them or do I spend the time saying you have to take responsibility? So you're always balancing these important micro actions uh, for the bigger picture, you know, so they have a lovely smile and lovely teeth, but at the same time, they still have to understand that it is their responsibility, you know, so... You've got that, so if we look at social assets, as much as we can help, get help, um, juggle time and resources and money, ultimately we have to understand that it's an important responsibility tied to the bigger picture. And although it's not bringing in immediate cash, in the long term, what it actually does is it differentiates you in the market so that the, the value of your story in the social asset creates a higher price in your product or service. Thanks for listening to First World Boy. I'm William Price. What is this? Rectangle. What the hell? Thank you. What is this? Triangle. Good girl, Dad. Thank you.